Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic Canada. And I'm Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations. This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast. Find out what happens when we air the behind the scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory. Sorry. Hey, hey, I'm Kate. And it's Heather. This is Travel Pro Theory. This is Travel Pro Theory. So today we're doing uh, an episode a little bit differently. Normally we have kind of like planned out topic, obviously, and then we do get on tangents. But we're just going to kind of give you a behind the scenes conversation today, a little coffee chat. This is the kind of talks we're having all day, every day <laughs> between me and Heather. <laughs> Literally. This, yeah, this is this is all we do. Our poor, uh, poor husbands here at uh, 24-7. But well, I, I was like, well, mine's never home, but I mean, yeah, I, was like, I don't feel bad. Mine's <laughs> that's why you're my work wife, um, because I don't have a husband at home. Um, I was just I wanted to pull up that article. So, yeah, we're just good. We're going coffee chat it out. Actually, we both, I think, have switched to tea. Did you say you switched to tea? I did, too. Yeah, I, I had. Or to did you make to coffee? Tea. No, I made tea because I'm old and have heartburn now. And I really. I've had, I did have two cups of coffee today, but I've been trying it out for the past, I don't know, whenever I told you about it earlier this week and I was like, oh, I got to watch it. I started doing one cup of coffee and switching to tea and I have had no problem. So I'm like, shit, it's coffee. Damn it. It's like, that's actually really depressing. It's so depressing. Yeah. But I'm having my matcha latte or fish food, as you call it. Ew, (laughs) ew, ew, ew. Ew, I, guys, this anybody can drink that. for anyone listening. This is not actual fish food. I just want to clarify. No, it is. I'm not, I'm not they, doing something weird. <laughs> you made me, t- you and Jenna, like, all over oh, that. Uh, so good. That fish food matcha. <laughs> Duh, weirdos. It's so Weirdos, sorry. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love y'all, but... <laughs> I know. So yeah, less coffee, less coffee. So yeah, I guess it's a little tea chat, a little tea time. It's a tea chat. Look at us. Oh, you know who's yeah. gonna like us for this is uh Jamie, Jamie, our photographer friend. She's a tea oh, girl. She, she doesn't drink. Person? Well, she has turned into latte like more and more. That third kid yeah. will get you. <laughs> She's like, well, God, what? Guess I'm gonna gonna, I gonna go. I drink tons of coffee and no like no kids what am i gonna do when kids come I'm i like, well ruined. i did too before kids so i don't yeah i don't i don't have anything to tell you <laughs> um i'm like oh, just keep it going don't stop i don't stop you know i it, did not oh god that's been a while since i heard that song um sorry i did sorry i did not i did not start drinking coffee actually at all until um my old job so it is very tied into my my travel experience. I was like, stressful, you need a break, and need to pick me up. So coffee, yeah. I was like early 20s to mid-20s before I started started drinking it. We always have kids at our Starbucks right now. Like, I'm not kids, sorry. Like teenagers. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Say, you, you have energy right now. Don't ruin your caffeine tolerance. Oh, right. I, I hope that they're doing decaf. Like, that's my prayer. Mm. 
that they're not yeah. drinking. I feel like, I mean, I'm pretty controlling. Well, I'm as bad of a mom as I am, I am controlling about what the kids consume. And I would not be like, you're not, you're not drinking. I mean, I don't even yeah. like them to have a sip of soda. Uh-uh, girls. You're not, no. what are you doing with soda? You don't need that crap in your life. And no. even just like save it for when you need it. You know what I mean? Like college finals, you want that, you want the right. coffee to like have some meaning. Actually, not, <laughs> not actually Brett and I both, we definitely judge people when we're out and we saw like, we'll say like a two or three year old and they're like Sprite. And I'm like, why? Ugh, no. Why do they need it? Like, no, I'm judging you because they don't need it. You're just creating obese children. Thank you for ruining America. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, one of our one of our favorite uh, people in the world that's kind of like, I'm going to say came, come out of TPT. I honestly don't know if we need did or did not know her before TPT. Um, if you all aren't familiar with Leslie McCracken, am I saying her name right? Yes. Or is that her name? And I don't... I guess. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm like, is that her name? Oh, God. Actually, Leslie? Not, did we not... I don't think I knew her before TPT. Before? I don't think so. Speak I, up, Leslie. We know, know you're going to hear this. Yeah, you'll hear it. Tell us. Because we worked together early in the year, and I'm like, oh, did... Because I kind of got to know her a little bit from from doing a trip together, like even before we were messaging as much on like TPT DMs. So I'm like, but she had to have learned about me for TPT, right? I assume so. I I honestly can't remember. I'm her memory is better than mine. But she and I were exchanging um, some DMs the other day and Instagram about and I like you know Katie. Obviously, no, you don't have kids, but and you're always very respectful of the fact that I rant and rave about it. but she always makes me feel she likes to pump me up as a as a mother and she has twins she has three kids all girls and two of them are twins five-year-olds and we like to just exchange our our stories in that sense but last night you were saying um something along the lines oh she was like good for you for hiring somebody to help you with uh, the sleep consultant lady and yeah. you know she, and basically kind of putting it we were just discussing the fact that like there are so many parents who don't care who because she yeah. was like you know, the stakes are kind of high, and I just couldn't help but laugh. I was like, you think? Like, the stakes are so high. <laughs> I just loved how she said it, and I was like, the stakes are so effing high. Like, so high, I can't handle it most days. And But I was like, man, if, if only half the parents of the world had the same feeling you and I did, Leslie, of like, hey, the stakes are kind of high here. I don't know. We're just recreating the generation's going to wipe our butts and make our <laughs> laws. It's fine. No biggie. Don't mess it up. You know, actually, I don't know why. I sorry, had, this like, is not a rant on parenthood, but uh, anyway, sorry. Well, made me think of it's it. It's kind of interesting to me, though, because I just I hadn't actually drawn the connection before. But we've kind of, t- you know, we've talked, obviously, about like with your kids and stuff behind the scenes and I'm not a parent but I it's very clear to anyone who is alive right now like obviously parenting expectations have changed from when we were kids (laughs) like when it was like a much more a low a lower bar (laughs) for our parents um to be good to be quote unquote good parents um so I'm very much on team of like if your kid's alive and happy you're doing a-okay am I like I I don't have an opinion I'm not a parent so but to me I'm like oh this ties into is this everything now though because we talk about it in travel I'm like these travelers just want more and more it's never enough it's never enough and it's like the same thing for everything it's kids 
it's never enough it's never enough it's never enough whatever it is everything everything Everything. do you think that's just like it's like in my opinion it's just because we have so much more access access to everything we see so much more our circles are literally probably hundreds of miles if not thousands of miles wider than they were 15 years ago doing yeah like you're so all the time hyper aware of what everybody and you want to know you yeah you're curious you're like i want to know what somebody in timbuktu is doing because clearly that's relevant to my life and (laughs) you know it's i mean you're right it is it's really is the same even in what we talk about for for travel in a lot of ways because uh, well and speaking like big picture uh like that crap we were seeing today in a facebook group that um somebody just clearly doesn't understand the respect of the supplier and advisor relationship and made it very clear that she was just in it for herself and supposedly her client and but i'm like you have no longevity here you do not understand the long-term partnerships that we're trying to create and that like everybody's job is so connected. So it's the same in parenting, right? Like we all have a role when we're parents to be decent, to to raise decent humans, to be good humans to other people, right? Like so they all, you know, the God put them on this earth for a reason. And so, it, you know, the same in, in this job in the sense of like, by you saying you don't care how much time you waste on somebody, well, you just affected the rest of us who can't get work yeah. done efficiently because that TOR operator is now out of business or they don't have the funds yeah. or they don't have the people or whatever. Like you're, okay, let's just be real basic. Your actions have consequences, <laughs> good or bad. Well, okay, yeah, we do kind of, it is kind of, there is very much a, everything's super accessible and it's sort of in every aspect of life, like we have a, a culture of what's in it for me, what's in it for me right now. And, you know, obviously, I'm not saying anything revolutionary. Instant gratification, da da da. And it really, I mean, we we we've seen it play out in so many so many ways. And we our industry is big about talking. Relationships are important, important, important. But yet, we see it again and again and again where people it's like they just forget to pe- treat everyone like a human um, <laughs> who with a, like the slightest bit of respect for their time um, and wanting to work together. Um, yeah. I, well, I we've seen that so much it. over here too, because you guys have been so like, actually it's like probably one of the best things that we've seen come out of TPT is when people reach out and like, you've really changed my mindset on how to work with my suppliers. And that I is that. Su- like, I think that's such a blessing and I think we have a long way to go still. But it's mind-blowing that people weren't thinking about it that way. But I also think that's because we're so used to, like, the big box, um, and I feel like we keep talking about them, but let's take a larger wholesaler company with a sales rep. That sales rep is so disconnected to the people sitting behind the desk, typically. They might know a few of them, but they are so... It's Everything is the hierarchy that is no clue what one hand to the other is doing. Yes. And it's just like you're... Like, compare that. Sorry, I just hit my mic. Yeah, it's just, it's so disconnected. Nobody's a human with yeah. anything going on. Nobody, it's just, it. I don't know, it makes it sad. But um, this in the same regard, something that you and I are very curious <gasps> to see. This is like, Sorry. oh, hey, Penny. She's about to get hey, girl. a CBD cookie. Hold on. <laughs> She's going to have the rest of it. Yeah, I gave her half of one earlier. No. She's about to get the yeah. other half. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know even what we uh, back, back of the house. There's nothing back here. Here you go. Sorry, y'all. I saw it, Mom. I saw it. It's, go- it's out there. <laughs> Gonna get me. Um, sorry. I don't know why I always like she's, default to that weird accent. She she's protecting. She's, like, she's guard dogging. Yeah. She's working real I got, hard. I got things to do. Chair. <laughs> working real hard. Um. Two things that we are, and like, this is not us having answers. This is us like, whoa, this is what we talk about over coffee. We're like, what is this going to look like? A, the level of expectation from the client. Katie and I joke about the stuff that was okay that we sent out to client. (laughs) Tell them about like the two sentences, like the story you were sharing with me this morning. Okay, so 10 years ago, and this is like, I want to be very clear. This is a sign of the times. I The operator I used (laughs) to work for is and was extremely reputable and did a, a fantastic job. This is not like they weren't phoning it in. This is just how things were. So like 10 years ago, well, I distinctly remember like all the times writing up my Ireland itineraries and I would write like two to three sentences and it would be the same, the same exact ones. Like I can even remember half of them off the top of my head. It'd be like, and today you'll explore the best of County Clare. You'll see the stunning cliffs of Moore and the and the burn, which landscape is so unique, it's often been compared to a moonscape. Or from Dublin to Clarny, <laughs> you can stop to see the rocky good. castle, the ancient high, the ancient seat of the High Kings of Munster. Like literally, just the same stuff over and over and over again. And it would be such little description. Now, I mean, was it wrong? No, that's exact. I mean, it's not that different from what I sell today. It's just like that two sentences is now two to three paragraphs. But yeah, people would like we. You guys, I worked for a luxury operator. This was luxury sales, and we could get away mm-hmm. with just writing such little. I mean, we didn't think we we weren't like scamming anybody. We were didn't think we were getting away with it. That's literally what everyone did. But now looking back, I'm like, right. If I sent that out now, they'd be like, "Is this it? What? Oh, like, we, what yeah. Else? There's no way we could get away with it. Yeah. No, it's so we, funny to me. And I would say that and people would be like, this is such a beautiful itinerary. <laughs> well, I'm, I like to still remember the first time we ever worked together, whatever that was, five years ago. And I was like, whoa, like everybody in the office was like, look at this. I mean, and I still like, clearly feel that way. But it's just so funny how different it, it like it's just it, the market's different. But to that point. I do, and I'm not necessarily hating on some of that. Like I, yeah. I think that I love actually the detail. I think that we're just because the world is so accessible, showcasing our expertise and that we do this day in and day out is really important. But what yeah. I am very curious to see is all this damn gifting. Yeah. Where does this? Le- why? Like, where is that going? What will that stick around? Also, at what point does it top off? Like, how do you keep beating yourself and com- competing with yourselves in terms of gifting? I'm yeah. so, and I'm a terrible gift giver. Actually, my husband will be like the first to be like, Heather's the worst person in the world. <laughs> um, so, like, it's not a strength of mine. I'm a gift. Yeah, like, you want some money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want some money? Some, Go and get some, some money. money. Thank you. <laughs> exactly i'm like you don't you don't need a gift you need some money great you want my time those are the two things i will give but like you want me to think of something creative no it's not gonna happen um and i just i'm like if they are coming to me because of the gift like clearly we're not a good match well and And so at what point do you 
Go it loses to. its eff- well. No, I was just gonna say loses its effectiveness, and I'm not saying like I. I mean, I do think client gifts are appropriate at the right time, so I think they could be good touch points, and especially like a welcome home, a thank you, or something. But like, we are definitely. I didn't even realize so much really until until TPT how much everyone is like heavily. Like they want to do something right. special at every single stop, or should I say they want they want the hotel to do something special at every single stop? Right, um, right. <laughs> they don't all want to like pocket, exactly. pay for that expense. They don't want to pay for me, it. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, okay, it loses its charm. You know what I mean? It's after when it comes to be an expectation, it stops being like a wow factor. And we keep seeing that. And I'm like, when are we going to drive ourselves into the ground? Because not only is like, I mean, okay, okay, great example. That that first itinerary we did do together, like after we first met, because when I, I left my old job and started on my own, part of like what I did as, as a, a way to set myself apart and just like establish myself was I, I, I write very like a detailed itinerary. But if you look at what I do compared to like, I'd say that's just like kind of the norm now today. I was like slightly ahead of the curve, I think. And now it's just, that's the typical. So it's like, first it was more descriptions, then it was extra amenities, extra perks, which to me, selling on amenities is just the new selling on price. I'm like, it's the same thing. Oh my gosh, you hit the nail on the head. And actually, if you haven't, I'm going to reference this really quick. If you have not read the Travel Weekly article, uh, three tour ops have collapsed. Coincidence or industry omen? It's by Jerry J E R I. Clausing October twenty first, twenty nineteen is the date of that. If you want to um, Google it, uh, I am obsessed <laughs> with this article right now. And, it, and like this kind of relates, kind of doesn't relate to what we're talking about. But just there's something specific in there. Um, I think it's like to- a little bit more towards the bottom where they're like talking about the fact that basically if we like you can't sell on price like stop doing that that is not the future of the industry that is what killed three huge and yeah you know like owed the ogs and um so anyway so to that that's i just wanted to throw that in there yeah yeah you can't you can't here's the thing it's like yeah you can't undercut um you know OTAs. Or, well, if you're going to come out and say... Go ahead. Well, it's just... Like, yeah, it just encourages shopping. It's the same... And, like, the extra amenities to me are... It's, like, the exact same... It's the same mentality. It's the same concept. It's, like, mm-hmm. are you giving me the best deal? It's, like, a different version. Like, what else are you giving me? <laughs> and it, it just, just, like, becomes so much less about what you okay so a good example like so heather helped me put together um i'm doing a kind of a last minute trip going to jamaica and i'm staying at golden eye and i'm obviously since i'm in the industry i i know what i like i know what i want i'm will i want you know a a little upper scale not like all in luxury and i want to be remote i will trade other i will trade off a lot of things for it to be quiet and more remote and not in the in the most popular area and that's what i i value and so i feel like we are missing getting to that with our clients like getting to what's their what what is it that you're really looking for and what's worth it versus like 
But over here, you know, free breakfast and a hundred dollar spa credit. Like, (laughs) yeah, like that doesn't mean anything. It's so meaningless. And I, and I, it's a crutch. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just say it. (laughs) I think people are leaning on it and I think they're leaning on it real hard. (laughs) And to me, that is like, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I'm not against amenities. That's like a part of our business. I just think selling on amenities, like selling your value as equivalent to the amenities you could get is uh, um, just is going dangerous. down the wrong. It's yeah. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you, you will, at I some point, a- you won't be able to compete. You can't out amenity each other. You just can't. It just doesn't well, make sense. Well, indulge, it doesn't make sense, but it also like... <laughs> It, yeah, no, you you're right. Like, why talk about what the hell you know and why you're good at what you do, yes. and that's why somebody's gonna pick you because it's a personality match and they like your style over over mine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Why do you want like? It, yeah, it's it's sad, but again, you know, this kind of the whole thing is we don't know where consortia's. I see them like we we kind of have like our feelings about what could happen in five to ten years and host agencies and we just we just all think it's going to evolve like it already has but we do know that that comes down hard from your consortia levels and um yeah it is what it is when you have nothing else to go off of when you're brand new and you're like what else am I going to sell on I just keep selling on this yourself selling the fact that you vacate are planning vacations day in and day out and that's yep. what makes you so valuable yeah your and, experience um, but that's a place where the industry has evolved a lot too where i'm like what's this gonna look like because it's just gonna take more time but i mean mm-hmm. again back 10 years ago um i consortiums were still a very big thing back then um and the extra amenities sure were perks and stuff um and I will, I mean, I'll just call it as I see it. Obviously, virtuoso people lean into this the most. They talk about amenities more than anybody. And they always have. That's, right. That was true even 10 years true. ago. But That's was, been their, like, was, cross to bear. Yeah. Yep. And it's always been interesting, though, because um, not even just in my own experience, but in my, in my previous job experience where we worked with tons of advisors who were virtuoso and we you know worked with all the virtuoso properties obviously you know they're always the luxury five stars and the thing is most even back then nearly everyone who even like top producers the trips that they were bringing they would it was never all all virtuoso properties so i'm like it's kind of interesting to me to like really hang your hat on these amenities when like at the end of the day that's not most of what most people are booking in my experience um even the people like within virtuoso i don't think they're booking primarily virtuoso properties um, right from what i've encountered that's obviously like a generalization of the small scope that i I've had like their trips just looked like everyone else's, which is not that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It'd be a mix of four and five stars. It wasn't like all all virtuoso all the time. Um, but even I, you know, I thought it was going to be such a bigger deal when I left my old job and started on my own. The fact that I was like, oh my gosh, these amenities, da, da, da. and it's like not, it could not matter uh, less to me. Well, you and I have had <laughs> s- very similar experiences in that regard, like. You know how much I've laminated. Do I stay with somebody a signature? Do I go to a virtuoso? Like what? Like just gone crazy going over that. And I yeah. genuinely don't feel like. And I'm with a much smaller. The consortium I'm with is much smaller. Um, but I just don't. 
I think it's come up twice yeah. where I've been yeah, like because people don't uh, the average traveler again average traveler does not understand our industry and it's at specifically all, so. actually more four seasons issue which the thing is though if you're already selling four seasons like yeah know your gms i bet they yeah. give you some of those amenities you can get those um because i sure haven't had problem getting the amenities that i've needed when i've needed them without being um signature virtuoso so i'm anxious to see how that all how it evolves plays out yes yeah. i'm very you know anxious to see that i'm i'm hoping it's an evolution in terms of the way that more travel advisors are focusing kind of like really working to get to know their clients better and do a better mm-hmm. um you know what i mean like more in-depth Intake. consultations yeah i hope mm-hmm. i hope that that evolves into the host host side and the and the consortia side in terms of travel advisors like okay like which which one is actually the best fit for me versus like oh i have to have this like no let's uh, you know just like kind of evaluate it like is it is it going to be the best fit for your for your business where it's going where your long-term goals are all that jazz i don't think that i think the reality is and like a majority of the people listening just aren't there yet in their careers like Mm. That's yeah. part of the like thing we're fighting. Not fighting. That's not going forward. But like you know, just that's the reality. The conversation will look different in five years when these people have an average of like five to ten years experience. Um, mm, valid. Yeah. So it'll be. But that's when the involvement I think will happen because a we're going to shake out a lot of the people that don't stick it out. Right. Only the people yeah. that are sticking out are going to be around, and they'll have a lot more experience and understanding. And probably won't think we're so crazy, um, you know, at that point in time. But yeah, I'm I'm just anxious to see, not anxious, but like looking forward to seeing how it evolves, and it you know, goes. hoping the industry doesn't like break my heart in that sense, where I'm like, oh, that didn't turn out how I was hoping it did. Um, well, I think there's going to be we'll changes because we've talked about this so many times in the background before. I, I, we've been questioning it for at least a year now like who gets pushed out is it the operators mm. or is mm-hmm. it the advisors what's the evolution because we're seeing more and more and more hybrid models and i find that to be interesting on both sides because the, i guys i've been on i've i've like flip-flopped because there was times where i was like uh, the operators are going to be the ones to make it and then there's other times where i'm like well they're the ones going down left and right so maybe not i don't like maybe they are not going to make it in the long term um i don't i don't know what that's i don't know what that looks like i kind of wish there was obviously i wish there was more standardization across the board but i'm like well that's the problem this turn to i would say that advisors maybe have a little bit of an advantage other than of course operators have the contracts and at the end of the day that's what um that's what you need the contracts and the relationships in the on the Mm -hmm. ground do you know who Um, i think will shake out too and this actually um like so well maybe this is kind of interesting i don't know a ton about cox and kings like i never worked with them in the you know in my entire career because i and somebody just speak up if i'm wrong because i'm not trying to spread incorrect information but aren't they kind of like aren't they out there like a um uh what's the name of that is it karen downey no why do i not it's another one with a k 
Is it Karen Downey? Or like the ones that essentially it's like where you have a the company who then sources a DMC on the ground. So like the markup is so ridiculously yes. high that okay, you're like, what yeah. in the hell? I do. Think <laughs> what am I paying go. for? Yeah, I think that like because. Go. Like, I can't under, I genuinely can't validate them. I've never had a good experience with any of them enough to keep me coming back. And um, I just can't, I think, um, well, and actually, it just shows, I mean, look at who's kind of, you know, broken down in in that sense and, um, (laughs) like, I don't know, I think that's going to be interesting. It is kind of interesting because I do think, now, granted, a lot of these companies, especially some of the ones that have gone under, I mean, they've been around for decades. You know what I mean? So they right? just, you know, they were, they're operating under what they learned years ago and it's not all mm-hmm. applicable anymore. I do think suppliers would be really wise to um, pay attention and evolve like the same way that there's all the advice out there to advisors to niche down. I, I think the suppliers that will be in danger are ones that, like you said, like don't have direct contracts that they're only sourcing DMCs um, that like they don't have because if that relationship goes, the whole thing goes. Um, but also mm-hmm. places that do like so many destinate like every destination. So it's like, well, you're not really specialized in one, right? Well, right. How do you know anything other than like maybe your advisor or your like res agents? I don't even know what to call them. Like, I don't want to call them the wrong thing, um, but I feel like they'll say a different name. Again, lack of standardization. Like, if they don't know the destination well, what does make them unique? That That's what would be the selling yeah. feature there, is if I knew there's somebody there I could call that's not a generalist. Because yes, at like the end it, of the day, each department, I could yeah. be a generalist. Like, mm-hmm. that's essentially what... I, I wouldn't even go too far to say that I'm not a generalist when it comes to destination. There are very few places that I don't... Well, mine is all of Asia. <laughs> knock that off my list um but you know i just i need people it's why i rely so highly on on you and everybody else who is a destination expert that's what i want i yeah. want somebody who is like to what which like granted i know it's this is me obviously speaking from my own experience but to me that's what I, I think that's what, to me, that's always what makes the most sense is for the supplier to be niched down in terms of like destination and sort of like a certain style of, of travel. You know what I mean? Whether that's like ultra luxury or more, or they do all active adventure, soft adventure, whatever. You know what I mean? Like niched in that way in terms of their destination. And I, I think mm-hmm. when, I think for, because because we see it all the time in TPT, like when people are asking about, um, oh, I want to be a specialist in this destination. And I'm like, I, I mean, you you can't, you certainly can be to some expe- extent, you know what I mean? Like you definitely know Hawaii as well as any operator, but you, I think it makes more sense to niche and specialize in the type of client or type of travel style. Like that, I don't know why to mm-hmm. me that in my head sort of like- It makes sense. More neatly fits into the boxes that each role fulfills. Um, in that way i don't know why well that's that's how i feel uh, we'll see how that yeah maybe that'll evolve yeah in time like i I don't know because i kind of don't see the upside i mean there is an upside but like we've talked before i mean you obviously know how to plan hawaii there's no question about that but then you know you'll 
you still need to work with someone for con like the to manage the contracts. The contracts. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly and don't so, have I know we've talked about this. I don't really necessarily have an interest in going and try to like get it. I, I don't think do I could. It. I don't I do not have the Actually, this is something I know compared to all those people who are always like, let me try to be a hybrid operator. Like, let me try to operate. And I'm like, can I get rate contract? No, girl. Nope. Can't do it. And I'm totally cool with that. Well, it's kind of this. I don't know. You know Uh, what I'm like. (laughs) It's just what kills me because like I get questions all the time. And it's not that I mind. I never mind answering guys. So I don't want it to like sound like that. But it always feels like no matter what I say, so many advisors are like they just are. It's like they're trying to crack the code on how to not have an like how to be an operator. And no matter how many times I say rate contracts, okay, how do you get those relationships or volume or both? Um, It does not matter. People think that there's like a secret sauce or Mm. that we're out here somehow like pocketing tons of money i mean that's just not it's just not how it works no you are that's not how any you're all it the money yeah so i'm kind of like i just truly don't understand it when uh um and obviously i'm biased as a supplier i truly don't get it when advisors are like putting together every single little element um themselves and booking direct because I'm like the direct com- I mean mm-hmm. you could correct me if I'm wrong the direct commission now unless you go through maybe maybe your consortia if it's a preferred like a big box preferred something or another you know what I mean like a big name hotel where you can maybe get some mm-hmm. extra commission um, but certainly not on like the small activity stuff you're not making anything so oh, no. I'm kind of like especially yeah if you can earn like more. 15 to 20 percent on a jet like on the on the total versus yeah. trying to break it down I, I well girl you know I'm not even gonna I'm not doing that math are you crazy well, I saw somebody share like a spreadsheet one day and I was like you're crazy that's my that's my idea yeah. of like torture <laughs> but that's well, to me, it's like it's doing all the work of being because here's how I mean, I'll just lay it out. Here's how it works on the operator side. Are we making more per trip than the advisor? Mostly, yes. Um, is it spending? It's a much higher time spent. If you've ever put together a trip with every single element individually, you know that. You know it's a higher time spend than sending a DMC one email and reviewing the itinerary as a total. So you're spending more time, but then it's, I kind of just don't get, I'm like, yeah, you're right. You can kind of like just do it and just mark it up higher, but then you're gonna run into problems if like the client prices anything. And you have to, like you're once you're taking the money, you're absorbing that 3% credit card fee on the total not on your commission not on your planning fee on the total so if it's 10 grand or 20 grand you're taking the fee on the total and then you gotta like do all the accounting and pay everything out and then you have you're also responsible because you took all the money you're responsible if something if one of those partners goes under if a hotel closes if you book something it turns out to be a fraudulent or a scam you're left holding the bag preach sister that's that. So that's to me. I'm I wonder always what like, will happen with that. Like people in the think years I'm like hoarding secrets. I'm like, there's no secret. <laughs> yes, you are. All the secrets. <laughs> you have all the secrets. Don't I'm like, you that's know? The tra- that's the trade off, right? Advisors, you guys are the clients. You're 
bringing them in, right? You're bringing in leads and you're bringing in vetted leads and suppliers. We know the destination. We have the relationships and we have the contracts there. I'm like, this is a like, it's not one trying to. Why do people fight be- this? Okay. I actually, when you, like when you say that to me, my immediate reaction is, why is everybody trying to fight the relationship? Just like that crap I saw on Facebook today and they were clearly not oh. respecting it. And I'm just like, why are you trying to, why are you pretending that that is okay? That the law, like, where yeah. did we mess up as an industry <laughs> by not recognizing? Also, I well, make this makes me laugh because of the partnership that I ended and how they wanted to throw partnership in my face, oh that word, a hundred yes. times. Yes. And like, oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you how unpartner like, you know, it's just. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, sorry i I just breathe real heavy in the phone or the phone (laughs) (laughs) or the or the whatever this is a mic (sighs) somebody should have gave me more food uh are you so what Uh, yeah of course i am someone like (laughs) (laughs) just needs something to eat of course i am i'm making a baby over here sorry i just (laughs) clearly i'm cranky and i better like get some food at some point because wow oh man anyway oh, sorry to, to be a bitch to you no I'm just cranky no, just hungry 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 baby. Uh, i just i i just i'm sad i don't i don't want to be sad let's not okay next topic let's talk about something stupid I <laughs> so i right, don't, yeah, my I blood pressure like, is rising yeah, save, save that for... Also, you guys have heard us talk about that before. I'm just here to yeah, drive in the point. I don't have a secret sauce. I am not the spokesperson <laughs> for every supplier. Because um, everyone wants to ask me how everyone's pricing. I'm like, I don't work for them. I don't know. <laughs> is that weird? Like, like uh, is anybody... I, sh- why is this such a shock? I, I listen. Oh. I want the secrets. I want to know, but I don't. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. You're right. New topic. Oh. New. Anyways, topic. God love God love it. Okay. Right. Um. So we think there's gonna be lots of change. That's a good coffee chat. What's something yeah. like? What's something? I'm like trying to think of something positive. I know. I could, yeah. Like, like more. I like this I mean, is pathetic. Um, well, that's the thing. It's like change. You just don't know. I feel like if you hear us, if we sound negative, it's just because we're like bracing ourselves. Like, what's next? What are we adapting for? We're just getting ready. Uh, but you're right. Let's talk about something positive in the industry. I would say, <laughs> I would say, I I genuinely do think that despite the total lack of training and education and and everything that you know um is available to to newer advisors i do think that despite all that i will say given the landscape of how uh needy travelers are and how much more they expect i do i genuinely think that like more and more people are getting really good at their client consults i think that's that's positive you would know better than i would 
Yeah, I see it more. I see it more. Like I'm actually getting more detail. Like sometimes it's overboard. I'm like, wow, that is their life story. Cool. <laughs> cool. And it's, but it's, I, I appreciate that. I'm like, cool. All right. That's better than the, the requests that I get that are like, Hey, seven nights, Ireland. Thanks. Bye. You know? Um, so I, I think that's a, I think that's a positive. We're like bringing a little of the human element back. I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, I guess people are still going to start being hungrier for that, I think. Like, more. I do. Well, this. Uh, okay. I, was gonna this say, I think people are going to be. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say this kind of ties into what we were talking about, like, right before we jumped on, right before we hit record, which is to just talking about client experience. And it's like, ugh, we, we, you know, we've, you've heard us talk about amenities, blah, and like over client gifting or whatever, what it's over top. So I'm like, where, right. where is it? Where's the upping the ante on terms of personalization versus? Oh, yeah. We were trying to figure this out. Um, yeah. And I do think we're taking steps in the right know. direction. Like, I, I, I would say genuinely, the trips I'm planning today are much more personal than they were 10 years ago. Oh, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. I mean, I know I'm like, I can kind of be the weirdo who like knows a lot. Uh, Like my clients tell me their cycles so that if they're trying to have a baby, we can (laughs) make sure you're not traveling during that time. I mean, look at me giving out pill advice on Instagram, like go buy the Amazon pills, but you're going to have a girl PS. Um, (laughs) So I feel like... But that's also the demographic that I've shifted to. Like, I used to deal with everybody. All my clients were retirees, which they were so sweet to me. But I was like a baby to them. Like, you know, I was having my first baby and they were like right there along with me, just super happy. Whereas now, you know, as a newlywed and now like the clients I'm dealing with, we're in the same phase of life. So the personalization gets a little easier on my end because I can relate. I'm like, what what are you going to need? Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is, although, so, you know, so I don't, but that is, that is a good question. We're not sure what that, like, how does this evolve? How mm-hmm. does AI, artificial intelligence, meet the human? Because we do think that's where a lot of this is going. We don't think that the mm-hmm. human element is ever going to go away. Uh, clearly, we're moving back to it in a lot of reg- regards. Like, okay, can we talk about this? If somebody mm-hmm. goes and get, okay, like Walmart, I use that, that grocery pickup, like it's, like oh, it's yeah. my, of, a vein in my body but they brought me a bag of avocados that never ripened and I'm like okay friends Ted you've never had an avocado what is the deal but if somebody and I know that like like I literally was so pissed because you guys know they're not they're not inexpensive um and then you get a whole bag and you're like I can't do and I can't even make toast like literally can't do anything I should have thrown them in smoothies now that I'm saying this out loud um but so I know they have that. Why can't I think of the name of the service? Like those shopping, the ones that you oh Instacart, in Instacart. So we yeah. don't have that out here. So like, don't throw your Instacart at me, okay? I don't have it. It doesn't exist where <laughs> I live. But at least that person, I only got to use it once in my life recently when we were down in Destin, Florida, and she was like texting me. I was like, this is amazing. She yeah, cared about that's true. What call what I, would, I needed and wanted. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like my Walmart girl. No, not going to do it. She didn't, he or she did (laughs) not care that my avocados were never going to ripen. I'm like, 
fail. I just this is a fail. I remember being in like Whole Foods in Arlington, and I'd be like calling up whoever I was shopping for. I'd be like, "Hey, the strawberries are like overripe. I think it's gonna be a mistake. Do you want like a different berry? Because the blackberries look good. It's gonna be a mistake." (laughs) (laughs) And that used to be like, yeah, that, that was a big. You're right. It can't. How do you? How do we integrate that better? You know, honest, I'll just like, I'll say it. It's my kind where the, we, we need the more help on this front. I, I think the suppliers need to be a little better on the um, personalization front. I would, I, I would agree. Or just, I think where the struggle is, and like you and I don't have this problem because we've developed a relationship. The girl I work with yeah. um, for Italy, we don't have this problem because we developed the relationship. And um, this is actually, it's heating my blood again, thinking about that chick on that Facebook group Ugh, and I'm like yep well you'll never get here your You're clients will, will only be loyal to and you will hustle for the rest of your career because you don't get the long-term plan anyhow's um <laughs> but it is true where like sometimes it's we have to go through actually the phone call I had this morning um with a new supplier for South Africa like we're gonna I, I think in the long term it's gonna work out but I was also like you're fighting me a bit on what I know about this client and I'm frustrated because I'm telling you what I know and I'm telling you what my gut tells yeah. tells me and yeah. you're fighting me and okay, I'm going to let it, I, I did email the client, I did ask the question because I'm, I'm going to ride it out. But I'm like, yeah. we're going to get through this. You're going to learn how yeah. <laughs> this relationship is going, <laughs> is going to work because I do, I, that is something I like, I think that's what a lot of people are, are, are missing is just that being really good at at knowing your client and um actually you know who makes fun of me a lot is Mm. uh Lindsay Epperly and not because I don't think she got (laughs) to know her clients well I don't think it's a lack of qualifying please let me be clear but the crap that I'd like deal with compared to what she she's like I've never had a client that's because she's more like me she doesn't seem available for some of the crazy that people you know like people people like overshare with you People overshare know, with weird. you, and I, I'm like, I don't give off an daughter. overshare vibe. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think Lindsay Are you does either. Saying? I'm like, Lindsay doesn't give off an overshare vibe either. <laughs> I guess I look like an open book that just needs everything. Um, I don't. I just love knowing. I do. I do love knowing. But yeah, I would. I would say suppliers could improve on that because. Okay, so talking about how what's the future of this? Like, what does what does this personalization look like? Like, yeah. I feel like I don't necessarily feel like I'm not there. I just don't know what it looks like in the future. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get more personal or more evolved or more. Like, I just I don't. don't see- I can't project that thought quite yet. No, to me, I'm almost. I don't. Yeah, I, I just can't. I don't know what this looks like. Um, I mean, I think it'll look. There, there's always going to be a growth of options, right? You know, our industry's doing right, great, true. and there's tons of like really, really good new guides and experience providers and farmers opening up to the the tourism industry, you know, in destination. So there's, I think there'll be a lot more options in that way to to be more personalized. But that's not re- that's not changing what we do. That's just more available. Um, yeah, I really don't know i'm kind of i think people are gonna still i think we're gonna see more and more people try to compete in that market that can't ever hit it because they're still a big box company that takes the human element yeah out of it yeah i don't know the main thing it just always seems like uh, listening this is what pains me i i was just gonna say (laughs) 
oh, this is what pains me for like my kind whenever I hear about the suppliers you're dealing with if they like miss the mark because I'm like okay this is a simple matter of like if you don't want to do it say so like it's okay true you could say this isn't a fit for me or like what why are you wasting your time <laughs> why would you put together something that's not what they're that's like literally not at all what you just asked for this is not helpful to right. anyone now we all look bad I'm, cool i <laughs> like, yeah, oh well you know that inefficiency <laughs> side will get me going because i'm like cool thanks um yeah i, I the lack of listening and re- and i would actually say that i'm not a good listener but i i do try to i think i actually do listen to my clients really well they're the only my kids know my husband know you i'm interrupting <laughs> on every five seconds but my mom, you know, for sure not. Um, but the, my clients, people are paying me. I, I feel like I'm, I try to listen to really well and it's just then try to articulate that really well. And, um, a lot of times I feel like, and you know, in their defense, your time, like, especially having this intimate relationship with you, like, I know how much time gets wasted and how frustrating that can be. So I get why some of the suppliers that I work with aren't listening as well as I'd like them to. And that, again, just has to develop over time. Like, you know how to listen to me now. It's not, you know I'm going to sell it. You know it's going to be good to go. But there are ones, they they don't have that relationship with me yet. Or, God, that blessed woman, Lauren, who I would love to work with for South America. And I've yet to close one. Something always happens. And she actually listens really well. It'll develop. Yeah. It'll develop. This is where I, I feel like it's the hardest, though, because... I mean, you're, that's definitely where your strength is. It's like listening to your clients and then like passing that, passing on the relevant information. Whereas I think this is where it gets the hardest. And I'm not going to pretend that we're good at it on the supplier side. Like I, I am definitely relearning the basics on consult calls over here. Oh, God. Um, when, when it comes to talking to travelers, because I'm just so used to working with advisors that I forget. I'm like, oh, they don't know anything. I got it. Okay. Got it. Travelers don't know anything. Um, so I, I'm like, yeah, where's, how do we, I wonder what that looks like in terms of better solutions and the conveying from the traveler okay, to actually, the advisor what, to the supplier. You're right. What is the solution here? What? How can we problem solve? I think we talked about this earlier, and I don't even know if it was on here or if that was us talking in between recordings. Mm. We are the partnership aspect of everything and because this, every supplier is different is so poor in our industry. We are we have an advisor yeah. issue, we have a supplier issue and we don't yeah. have anything coming together to like no wonder um you, you know there's just no consistency whatsoever and mm-hmm. we don't respect the relationship very well at all like on both ends. So yeah, that's what we're like, all working we ex- towards. We, we get aggravated that the traveler doesn't know, but like, hello, we all don't know. Like, how many times have we had the questions? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, how, how does a tour operator work? How's a DMC? Like, if you don't know, your client doesn't know. Why would, you're in oh, the industry. For sure. If, if there's questions we have that, about our industry, like the general public is totally out of the loop. Oh, that's what it was we were talking about before, too. So I, I shared this on stories, but I'll, I'll drop it on here. I signed up for um, a site to let you, it kind of lets you see what you could type in any website or whatever and see what they're using in terms of AdWords, like pay-per-click. Oh, so, yeah, we were going to talk about this. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so we were got curious and put in Expedia, and it what was it was like eighty something million 
um, a month. Oh, a month. It's like, yes, stomach ache. It's crazy. No, and of course, that's that's just AdWords, guys. That's just like sponsored links. That's not commercials and everything else. Like, they obviously have a huge marketing budget. That's not going to be a surprise. But then that I think that's our I think that's that's the downfall. Maybe that is a solution. We need to somehow I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't band together is the wrong word, but like we're all out here separately trying to ex- like convert people to working with a travel pro and yet we have very inconsistent messages. We're not all saying the same thing. We're not all working the same mm-hmm. way. We're not providing the same experience. And so we can't compete with a clear, and not that we are competing, XP is obviously a very different service, but but the, but the average consumer doesn't know that. They don't know the difference. So mm-hmm. we can't educate them because we don't have a clear, it's like marketing one-on-one. We don't have a clear message. Like as an industry, we do not have a clear message no. that we're sending. Preach, sister. I'm here for Ugh. this. And that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons TPT exists. Like, we are trying to figure out, I mean, we struggle with this with our own marketing message because we're like, we want to do all the things. But p- this is the problem. If we build better advisors all together and you're all doing the same cohesive thing, guess what? We all will, like, the message will spread. Then when I refer you and I refer you and I refer you, the client is not shocked. Actually, I just did a referral, a lead referral last night, and I'm mad at myself. Yeah, because that person did not react how they should have reacted. Not, and I want to be clear, it wasn't like they didn't jump high enough. It was not that kind of reaction. But this lead was primed and ready, and it was handled. It was just, yeah, not not handled well. And um, I was mad at myself, and I was like, well, guess everything I say is just not being heard, which well, is my biggest the- pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, just the inconsistency, just like, you know, all the time. I mean, I I see this, you and I both know, I see this all the time where it's like, I can sometimes feel it in the request from someone who's new to working with me and doesn't understand how I work. I can feel when they're getting frustrated with me initially, if I keep asking questions, and then I have to remind myself like, oh, that's because it is because the experience is because they've worked with suppliers who don't care about what information you're giving them, and they're just going to churn out a quote, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that that's mm-hmm. not what this looks like yet. And it's that it's is something that's been easy. hard, like right. And you and I have talked about that a lot because a lot of times you're like, why, you know, why is this happening? And I'm like, oh, that's or we'll be talking about somebody will be asking us a question and DMs about a supplier, and I'm like, oh, and you know, I'll be trying to explain it to Katie, and Katie and I are trying to you know work it out, and it's but it's. Because you're not like, you're like, damn, nobody out there is doing the same thing. And it's very frustrating. No, and not. they're really not. I mean, we, we, yeah, we work similarly. It's funny because we were talking about this earlier. So behind the scenes, you know, I've gotten to know and I'm friends with a lot of like kind of owners, managers of other operators at DMCs, particularly for my destination, because like we are on fans together and we're getting to know each other and, and I will hit them up if I want to like talk about something. And even all of us selling the exact same destination, we know the same people, we know the same hotels, we're not doing the same thing. And part of that's like, that part of that's a good thing. We're de- designing different style of trips that match a different clientele. Um, but there's parts of it that could certainly use a cleanup. I mean, 
no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. I would I would love for things to be more more consistent on the supplier side. And it's also there's still a mentality. I, this is another place I think that where suppliers are super lagging in terms of um, behind the advisor community. And I and I think a lot of that's just due to size and length in industry. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these suppliers have just like been around a long time. Um, so they may not adapt as quickly or they have a big team and it's like, it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. Whereas advisors are mostly small people like us that have to constantly pivot. Um, but I that's one area where I think that they're behind is, um, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, it's kind of in their, what was I going to say? It's in how they're operating. Oh, it's in the competition. So the same way that we, you hear us talk about, and I do think as a whole, there's still people out there doing it, but as a whole, I do think advisors are moving away from this, oh, I'm the cheapest, come to me for deals, I'm free, blah. Whereas suppliers haven't totally. A lot of those suppliers are like down to, down to cloud. They're down to compete and like, churn out quotes and for me that's just like right. uh, that's a waste of time that's not my style no. anyways i'm kind of like you're either into it or you're not and you're not hurting my feelings either way um so i i would love to see suppliers evolve more in that way where they i would like to see suppliers say no a lot more be like no that's I, not a good i us. agree well, I, I agree from the aspect of like, tell me no, so we don't have this was painful. And now you're booked and I can't turn back. And I got to pray to God it's going to happen on the ground. Like, yeah, here's the hoping. <laughs> well, and then you have right. that experience. But they're right? definitely like, I do feel like right now where we're at with the state of the industry is like advisors are told they can say no, but like supplier advisors do not think a supplier should say no. Yeah, oh, valid. They do not valid. think that at all. They're like, I can yeah. say no, but not you. They forget mm-hmm. that they're a client. Oh, this goes back to that yeah. damn conversation on Facebook today. And I'm like, you fucking <laughs> lunatic. Excuse my French. Yeah. <laughs> um, just like, oh, I just, do you not get it? No, get well, out then. Sorry, that that's was why there's kind so of harsh, much, but that's the truth. No, it's true. It is true because that's why get there's out, so much about like what you do and do well and lean into that versus and just say no when it's not a fit say no and you know what i've i do say no and sometimes those people come back to me and sometimes they don't and i'm fine you know what i mean that's what sucks is i know the suppliers are they're afraid to lose out on the business and they're afraid that like well if they don't if i don't do this for them they you know i want their future trips that maybe are a better fit versus uh this isn't a good fit period let's just you know what I mean? I will say most advisors I've dealt with are are nothing but really um, think like they they're very grateful and gracious about it when I'm like, hey, because I do try to refer if I know someone. So I'm like, hey, listen, this right. isn't really my thing. I don't do this. This is kind of what I do. And but if that's what you're looking for, I think you should like go in this direction. And most people are, have come back and been like really lovely about it. They don't give me a hard time about saying no, but I, I think a lot of suppliers are bad at it because you see it when it's like you get ghosted and you don't hear from anybody. Or if they send you a, an itinerary that's like, you know, if you ask for 10,000 and they send you a 15,000 itinerary, like that, read it as a subtle hint that they may not just want to do this. They may be like, nope, here it is. You're not going to book it. Now we're done. Because they feel like they have to do something. <sighs> I agree. All right, guys. Yeah. 
This concludes yeah. Coffee Chat. Coffee Chat. <laughs> I right. feel like it should have like a Fun. a theme song. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but I'm going to get off of here. I mean, when you come up with it, you let up. me know. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm waiting for it. Like, you let me know. <laughs> we'll get it on here. <sighs> All right, guys. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.